Are you seeking fulfillment for your life? Do you want freedom from fear? That's why we're here. Welcome to Jesus 101, introducing you to the real Jesus. And now, here's your host, Elizabeth Talbot with Mike Tucker. I'm Mike Tucker. I'm Elizabeth Talbot. Now, Elizabeth, a young woman had asked you about the Holy Spirit and about what is it that the Holy Spirit does. Yeah, I didn't realize there was so much confusion about the third person of the Trinity. Usually, we talk about the Father and the Son, and we hear this word, the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. It's just the, the word Holy Ghost it scares some people because yeah, they don't know who is the Holy Ghost. You know, the the presence of the Spirit is a very important part of what we need to understand um, about the message of who God is. And Jesus actually spoke about the Holy Spirit. And so I I decided to, to put together a whole sermon back then to talk about what is it that the Spirit does. What does the Bible say about the Holy Spirit? Does He have a job description? And so today we're going to talk about that chapter in the Gospel of John where, where Jesus actually gives the job description for the Holy Spirit. If you didn't think there was one, here's one. Here is the Spirit's job description. We find this in chapter 16. Uh, Jesus is talking here, beginning about verse 5, I think is a good place to start. Yeah, that's good. But now I am going to him who sent me, and none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. But I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper shall not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. There are many names for the Holy Spirit throughout the New Testament. And we find the Comforter, we find the Helper, we find the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, we find the Spirit. You know, the Spirit has been present throughout the Bible, not just in the New Testament. Um, maybe you have seen many of the instances uh, where the Old Testament talks about the Holy Spirit. Actually, we even have it in creation. In Genesis 1, we already have the Holy Spirit. But uh, many times, the Holy Spirit would come upon people, and they would be empowered to do something. We find this in Isaiah. Uh, the prophet Isaiah talked about the Spirit of the Lord coming upon him. Isaiah 61 Starting with verse 1, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the afflicted. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to captives and freedom to prisoners, uh, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn. Yeah, and actually Jesus quoted that for himself in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 4. He actually says this has been uh, become fulfilled today in your hearing because obviously the Lord had anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit. Now, in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit would come for a particular situation and a particular event. We call those charismatic experiences where they would be empowered by the Holy Spirit for a particular job. In the New Testament, the Holy Spirit is now the gift for every believer of Jesus Christ. After He is ascended, He sends the Holy Spirit. Every believer has the gift of the Holy Spirit, has access to that Spirit. This is the promise to everyone who 
believes in the name of Jesus Christ that the spirit is available for you and he moves in your heart. As a matter of fact, Jesus in some of the gospels, especially at the beginning of the book of Acts, which is the second volume of the gospel of Luke, he says, you got to wait here. I'm going to go to the Father and I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. And you remember in chapter two of the book of Acts, there's this baptism of the Holy Spirit for the new church, for them to be empowered from there on to preach the gospel. And from that day forward, they preached with great power. Thousands were added to the church that day and and further on, we saw the marvelous works of the apostle as they preached in the, in the Spirit's power. So, because the Holy Spirit has such great role in the New Testament, there has been great confusion about what does the Holy Spirit do? What is He there for? Is He there to, for us to have supernatural manifestations of power? Is that the role of the Holy Spirit? Or is are we supposed to behave in a particular way where the Holy Spirit comes upon us? And here Jesus gives a very specific specific uh, description, what is the role of the Holy Spirit? And I find this in uh, verse 8, where Jesus is talking specifically about what the Holy Spirit will do. Remember, he just said, if I if I go, I will send him to you. That's verse 7. Now, verse 8, it says, and he, when he comes, will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Okay, so here in John 16, verse 8, we get the first part, the introduction to the job description of the Holy Spirit. And it has three specific words that we're going to analyze together because Jesus actually decided to expand on them and is that when he comes, he will convict the world of three specific things, sin and righteousness and judgment. Now, before we go on, can I say that I have heard this verse misused. Mm-hmm. So many times. Yeah. People say, see, the Holy Spirit comes for you to realize how sinful you are. Right. And He comes to show you that you need your righteousness to gain mm-hmm. heaven. And He comes so that you may know that there's a judgment waiting. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you're like, so afraid of the Holy Spirit. Who wants this type of Holy No, I, I wouldn't want that either. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> but Jesus expands the three words. That's right. He does this beginning in verse 9. It says, concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. So, sin has to do with belief in Jesus' mind. See, look at the definition of sin. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit comes first to convict of sin because they do not believe in me. Again, John goes back to this word belief. This belief is what links us from the physical world to the spiritual world, and sin is failing to believe, believing in Him. So, the Holy Spirit is the one that shows us that we are uh, not in rebellion against God when we come to believe in Jesus Christ. And I am convinced that in any place and in any <laughs> any heart that Jesus Christ is being uplifted, the Holy Spirit shows up in power because it's His job to actually uh, help us to believe in Jesus Christ. So often when we think about sin, we think about particular actions, particular mm. behaviors. Mm. I think that that is the result of sin. Mm. Sin is the failure to believe in Jesus. Mm. And here we have um, Jesus saying, the Holy Spirit is an arrow pointing yes. to me. So, when He comes, He will help you believe in Me, or He will uh, expose the fact that you are living in the rebellion against God because you have decided not to believe in you Me. You called Him an arrow, I would, I would say, the needle on a compass, oh, pointing like that. to the true north, Jesus Christ. That's great. Um, verse 10, the second part of this, concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father, and you no longer behold Me. 
See, I love this part. When Jesus was here, he was righteousness and we could see him. In the flesh, you could look at Jesus and find out what righteousness is. Now, the Holy Spirit has to come and remind us who is really righteousness because we can no longer see him. So, he will remind us of Jesus' righteousness because Jesus had gone to heaven and the Holy Spirit has to come and remind us who he is and his righteousness. And concerning judgment, verse 11, because the ruler of this world has been judged. See, this is the third thing. When he talks about judgment, people say, see what Paul wrote in Romans that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Jesus doesn't agree with because he says the Holy Spirit is going to come to you and talk to you about judgment. And actually he comes and says this, judgment has already happened. You either believe in Jesus Christ and there's no condemnation for you, or you are in the other side and the ruler of this world, the devil, has already been judged. His fate has already been sealed. The Holy Spirit is already judged. God has already judged him. We know where he stands. And if you believe in Jesus, you stand on the other side. Jesus has stood in the judgment for you, and he has been declared to be righteous. And so, if you believe in him, you accept his righteousness. Yeah, and then he goes on and concludes all these three words, sin, not believing in Jesus, righteousness, being reminded of Jesus' righteousness because we no longer can see him, and judgment, because if you decide the side of the devil, the judgment is already upon you, but if you decide the side of Jesus, there's no condemnation for you. No condemnation for, you. for those who are in and then Jesus. he will put all of it in conclusion, and we're going to read this conclusion uh, from 12 to 14. I have many more things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will disclose to you what is to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall take of mine and shall disclose it to you. Oh, I love it. See, here's the conclusion. He will glorify me. The Holy Spirit never has any other job description than to glorify Jesus Christ and what he has done on the cross. So, this is a very detailed and clear job description for the Holy Spirit. By the way, if that's his job description, if that's what he does, isn't that a job description for our life as well? <laughs> My life is to be lived abiding in Jesus and giving glory to his name, to glorify him and to always point to him. Yeah, so now you can put it all together and you understand that the even what the Holy Spirit does in us mm -hmm. is not the same thing as him explaining to us what Jesus has done for us. Right. So, is uh, a lot of people call the gospel sanctification. What Jesus does, what the Holy Spirit does in us to bear good fruit like we talked yesterday. Actually, the job description of the Holy Spirit is to point us to Jesus. The rest of it happens naturally. When we are beholding, we get changed. By beholding His image, we become changed. By abiding in Him, we produce fruit. And the fruit that we, we produce is to love Him, to keep His commandments, to love each other, to love Him, which is how Jesus summarized the Ten Commandments, love for God, love for others. He produces that kind of love in you. So, we wish for you the presence of the Holy Spirit upon you, His comfort for you, His help for you. And Jesus said, this is my gift to you. He will come and comfort you. And when you ask for the Holy Spirit, you can ask in confidence. Because when you ask for the Spirit, God will send Him. That is a, an assurance for you. You ask, you will receive. The Holy Spirit will dwell in you, and He will produce in you that which is good. Thank you for joining us today on Jesus 101. For more insights and resources, connect with us at Jesus101.tv. That's Jesus101.tv.
Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Jesus 101 Institute and follow us on Twitter at Jesus 101 Media. Until next time, live free.